What is up, Internet? We're like a fucking car wreck. My name is Matthew Kroll. And that must be one goddamn fucked up horror picture. My name is Shahir Dowd. And this is the only podcast about movies, specifically the very potty mouth film. <laughs> X. X. Did we do the the follow the preceding films, the prequels, or the well this well this is the prequel to X V Sever, um, <laughs> whatever well, that Antonio Banderas that Lucy e- Lou movie was. E C K is right. X. That's how you say X. Or or the prequel to Malcolm X. Or uh, or the the prequel prequel to Triple X. Oh, true, true. This is the the origin story. There is some stories of prequels that we can get into when we actually get into the movie. Uh, but how are you, Matt? Is today your birthday? No, <laughs> no. Uh, yesterday, yonder yesterday, was your birthday. I turned my my bones got ever so slightly closer to dust. Ah, yes, you hit the big. Do you want to say the number? No, I, I was redacted. I never, I never say my age. A gentleman never tells. Okay, okay. Uh, no, I turned forty, motherfucker. Whoa, uh, shit. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I saw it's your knees cool. fall away just as soon as you said it. That's right. Uh, I, it's like the Thanos snap over here. Only it's my joints. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm doing good. And you, my friend, will be turning uh, another age as well. Yeah. I believe I, in two days. A gentleman never tells. Um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yes, and we were supposed to, oh, and yeah, well, thank you very much, but, uh, we were supposed to be doing the Northman this week, uh, but plans got slightly derailed, so dear listener, I will say this, if you are listening to me right now, you may want to sanitize your headphones or whatever it is you're listening to us on, because I have succumbed and I have got the vid, the COVID, I of course speak of, uh, so, so, so for all of you that had the pool, yeah. uh, uh, you know, who was going to get it first, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, now you can all cash in or, or yep. lose all of your savings. I held out um, for two years, uh, but unfortunately- Longer. Uh, yeah, well, it's, I mean, yeah, it's more than two years. Uh, how did I, how did I go to fucking PAX? <laughs> hey man, you just got back. You don't know how, you, you, you could- could be I've tested. Delayed. I've tested a bunch. Yeah, yeah. It's negative. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not uh, actually sure how I caught COVID because I was not in any indoor situations unmasked. Uh, so I'm actually not entirely sure how this uh, all happened. But uh, but that is uh, unfair. It is a contagious disease, and uh, all I can say is I have uh, uh, mild to no symptoms. Uh, but we are, you know, obviously taking it seriously. And we don't want to spread it, so I am isolating at home uh, in a single room that also. Has happens to have a bathroom i have a projector i have a playstation uh and most of the time what you've been playing uh nothing really i've been playing sonic <laughs> what are you doing <laughs> uh working mostly <laughs> you know uh there is no risk for the wicked or for the uh, for the sick as it turns out so uh, i have been mostly working um i tried to i have watched a couple of movies uh which has been great um but yeah unfortunately wasn't able to make a go see the northman which i'm sure many of you have gone to see this weekend and i will be delighted to go see it once uh once my my watch has ended i also want to do the unbearable weight of massive talent yep like, the unbearable <clears throat> weight of massive talent also looks like a lot of fun so I don't know. We'll do it eventually. So we we scrambled. We 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 looked to the internet. We looked to the to the future of edutainment, uh, and we found this film, which we kind of missed a little bit when it came out. It came out uh, earlier this year. Yeah, not so long ago. Not so long ago. Uh, uh, but another A twenty four picture. We hadn't gone to horror for a bit, and we definitely hadn't got all spicy in a little bit. So certainly not, that was and fun. certainly not gone to New Zealand. And also another favorite connection here is the first person who utters a line in this movie is someone who was recently on the podcast. What? Yeah, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't spot that. No. Uh, the first person who utters a line in this movie is the uh, sheriff's deputy. I believe who's played by one Matthew Savile, who was on our first uh, first films episode. We talked about oh, his movie shit. Juniper, which uh, uh, features one Charlotte Rampling, uh, which came out recently uh, uh, and will be releasing in the United States soon. So again, go see I, go see Juniper when it comes out, and then you can also say uh, and then watch X, and you can see the man behind the myth, the legend, uh, Matt Savile. Uh, I couldn't. I didn't know it was Matt. I didn't know. I didn't. I mean, I didn't, how would I didn't you? I, 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 th- I think I mentioned that on the podcast, but that's not a detail I would expect anyone to remember. Well, I, Matt, you know, listen. I am. I am sorry. <laughs> I. So a weird thing, uh, and we'll we'll get into this in a little bit. But I I watched this film on my birthday. Okay. And this movie's about a lot of different stuff. We're gonna get into it. Yeah. Uh, but one of it, one of the things. Is definitely aging. Well, of course, <laughs> <laughs> the concept. Of- we should have done this with a double feature with M Night Shyamalan's film Old. 
Old, old. Yeah, yeah like, I, I think, I think watching it on my 40th birthday will will adjust my my mental mindset upon which i had that uh when 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 in, ingesting this into my eye holes okay um so so buckle up is what i'm saying did it also make you want to go to new zealand at all because this of course was filmed entirely in new zealand uh, it, uh, it, 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 New Zealand's never looked worse. Um, <laughs> not not saying that from a quality perspective, just the the places uh, they go in this film or places I'd never want to. Although I did, it was funny when they leave the city uh, in the beginning. Like it's not that it was bad CGI; it was just like ah yes, a very nice comped city shot out of the out of the thing before we get into the the, the New Zealand uh, the New Zealand area where they're shooting. You're going to have to back this train up uh, a whole lot, and I hope I don't have COVID fog here, but when were they in the city in this movie? They, when they left the strip club. When they left the strip club for that door and the camera pulls out and they get in the van right, and it pulls off but that was like an industrial the... area where we just saw like a bunch of industrial buildings, right? Like, no, sure, where would, industri- where would industrial stuff be? But not Who knows? city. Where would that be? The city? Right. Would it be a more, a more urban environment or a rural environment? It would, actually would that looks sort like of a count? fairly rural environment to me, which happened no. to have like some industrial... Uh, no, it was an industrial part of a city. It's an industrial uh, part of the city. I, yeah. I'll, I'll screenshot anyway. that later, but I, I uh, because I would, I would venture to guess uh, filming this in a Texas, uh, film, doubling New Zealand as a Texas city would be challenging, but doubling New Zealand, particularly Wanganui, which is uh, uh, an area that's close to Wellington, where I uh, actually almost ended up going to high school in, um, but an area that I've, uh, I've visited many times would be tricky. Um, but this was a film uh, filmed entirely in New Zealand, which I love the connection for. And also, one of the things I love about this movie was that it featured none other than New Zealand heartthrob Martin Henderson, uh, who is a fan favorite of ours in this household. Uh, a few <laughs> Martin Henderson, uh, uh, you know, as I mentioned, is a New Zealander, but also uh, came up on a little-known New Zealand, not little-known, actually, if you lived in New Zealand, everyone knows this show, is called Shorten Street. Shorten Street was a medical drama, um, a medical social soap opera akin to Days of Our Lives and has been running forever. Uh, and one of my favorite stories, uh, at the peak of COVID, uh, or at the beginning of COVID, uh, it was my wife's birthday, and she, of course, uh, grew up watching young Mr. Martin Henderson on uh, on Shorten Street, where he was, and admittedly is still, a very attractive young man. Um, and uh, I'm, I, I, I uh, was looking for something to do for her birthday, and I found on Cameo, you could actually get Mr. Henderson to uh, send a message, uh, mm-hmm. which I did and uh, definitely made Chevalier's day. Here was the fun thing, though, which is that I did it on Cameo. My wife knows nothing about Cameo, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, anything of those of that nature. So she, for a solid two or three days, honestly thought I I personally knew Martin Henderson and that it was I, a lie you just let you permeated you 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 was a, it was a, a lie of omission it was a lie of omission I let I let it slide for about a day and then I was like you know I can't lie about this anymore because she she at this moment she thinks I'm cooler than I actually am and that's not a lie uh, I can sustain um so uh we were very grateful that Martin Henderson was able to send my wife a lovely birthday message uh but I was very nice. happy to see him in the lead of this film did he do it dressed in like he did w- when uh, bad things happen to him in this movie. Ah, oh, man, that would have been so good. That <laughs> would have been if he was all greased up, ready to show. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Martin Henderson in a second because I actually think he's great in this movie. Uh, but let's uh, let's chat about the movie. What is Ty West's movie X all about? And by the way, just before we get into that, do you miss the days when we used to do like song tie-ins? Because this would have had the perfect song tie-in. X gonna give it to you. <laughs> yes, yeah. very yes, yeah. very good. Anyway, there, yeah, continue. That, continue. Yeah. <laughs> Do I miss the days, Shahir, when if we if we strike it big in this podcast game, we get sued into oblivion? Yeah, but you know what? What are we gonna do? <laughs> you know, hit it big in the podcast yeah. game. Uh, X, the film, uh, is about as follows as the IMDb page tells us. In 1979, a group of young filmmakers set out to make an adult film in rural Texas, but when their reclusive elderly hosts catch them in the act. The cast finds themselves fighting for their lives. Fighting for their lives. Um, this is directed by Ty West, who I have to admit is a filmmaker I have definitely heard of. People rave about his movie, House of the Devil, uh, but is not. I've actually not seen a single one of his movies or even uh, TV shows that he has directed. Oh, I, you know, he did VHS. Yeah. He, uh, which I have not seen, he did but a I know that. He did a segment in VHS, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also a segment in the ABCs of Death. 
Yeah, so uh, a, a well a well known uh, person of interest in the in the um, oh in Cabin Fever too. Spring Fever. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, no, but uh, of course his big film was The House of the Devil, which everybody, uh, as far as I know, is one of the sort of um, uh, amazing touch points for horror in the last uh, decade or so. Um, and he followed it up with, a again, an, these are movies I know about and have heard very good things about, but I've just never quite caught up with his work. Uh, so this mm. was actually my first foray into seeing uh, Mr. West's work. Uh, but Matt, what did you think of uh, of uh, X, the sequel to Y? Wouldn't that be the prequel to Y? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, oh, this movie. This movie was super fun and uncomfortable, um, <laughs> and I dug it a lot. Um, it it it's funny. It does all the classic horror movie tropes, and it, then it does some things to not put, not not necessarily spin the tropes on their head. We'll get into a lot of the stuff in spoilers, but like, it's weird. Keep the tropes fresh, while not like just bucking tradition. If that sort of makes sense, there's a lot of like horror legacy here. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters I found, uh, I find that, that, that honestly, the the key for me in any great horror movie is having likable characters mm-hmm. um, that you know they're all going to die, like you know it, or most of them are going to die. But uh, when when you're in a horror movie and you're watching it and you want to see these characters just hang out more, and you I, like, there's a part right right when they get to the the place where they're going to shoot this porno and they're and they they're staying at the creepy old person's farm. Uh, I was like, oh man, like I wish we kind of had more time with them, like bullshitting in the van. Like there, there's when, whenever that happens, and you know that they're gonna have to start dying. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and you're a little bit bummed about it. That's how you know, at least for me, that uh, I'm enjoying the film. Um, yeah, it, it's a horror movie with, um, I would say, a lot to say hidden under. Trying to look like it might not be trying to say much, what I, I, like uh, it 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 deals a lot with the concept of um, uh, morality and aging and uh, sexualization, mm-hmm. uh, and it does it really smartly. Not not like not consistently all the way through, but like knowing when to hit its moments of like um, poignancy. There's a particular musical number. Uh, in mm. the middle of this, mm. that I was like, "What?" Yeah, good uh, Fleetwood Mac adaptation. Yeah. yeah. So, so it look. This movie didn't like make me, you know, question a bunch of stuff, but it made me think deeper than most slasher films would. Um, and I really appreciated that. Also, side note, Kid Cudi, mm-hmm. he's great. I just know his music. I'd never seen him uh, act before. So, was it day and night for you? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I have seen him act in Bill and Ted Face the Music. There you go. Um, but he, of course, plays himself. Mm. Um, anyway, Shahir, what about you, buddy? What did you think of X? X. Uh, again, uh, always love to see Martin Henderson on screen. Um, <laughs> I, I really appreciated Ty West's sense of the dread and his sense of clarity with characters to begin with. Um, obviously, this is a movie about people uh, in the open roads of Texas, and it outwardly deals with the uh, references to uh, Texas, you know, two famous Texas horror movies, the, the first, of, of course, being The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the second of which being Psycho. Um, and, and, you know, like, understands the legacy of those films, plays into those tropes really smartly, uh, and uses, uh, uses the understanding that the audience has about what it is going to be doing very, very carefully. And as you mentioned, there is a moment in the middle of this film which involves a split screen and a rendition of Fleetwood Mac's Landslide um, that makes you go, wow, Ty West really cares about the characters here. He mm-hmm. really cares about the um, the the connected the connectiveness of the uh, you know, as you mentioned, as alluded to, uh, one of the particular themes of this movie is the um, is what happens to a person when they lose their youth, and uh, it is smartly you know w- one of the central characters, is, or one of the 
key actors is playing two roles mm-hmm. uh, in two different age times uh, in order to really heighten that sort of tension between what is lost when one loses one's youth. Um, and there is a rendition of Landslide that really beautifully accentuates that uh, in a way that that you go, wow, this is a this is a filmmaker that really understands both dread and character, uh, even in what is ostensibly a fairly straightforward um, slasher setup. There's no, there's no two ways about this. As soon as we arrive at the creepy house, uh, we kind of know the parameters under which this movie is going to operate. And I will say, under the parameters for which it eventually does operate, which is, um, I believe, the pejorative term that... Um, I had heard for this type of slasher movie, and actually this is an offensive term, so I'm not going to use it, but the, the, <laughs> the, 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 the way in which people will eventually be dispatched, which is the pleasures within of this type of movie. Uh, I actually did find it to be somewhat underwhelming when it came to uh, the dispatching of these characters. And at that, What do you mean? I'm, uh, like... Like uh, when 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 the film becomes the slasher movie when we're about when people are just being killed off, I found it a little underwhelming at that point. I was really invested in the setup of the of the movie. I was really invested in the characters, but when it became uh, this person is dying next, and then this person is going to die next, and this person is being led into a place in order, and we know that eventually they will die, I found that just kind of a little underwhelming and 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 like boring. Um, underwhelming in, in the sense that I... I guess I don't know what you mean by underwhelming. Like, I'm trying to, like, the film kind of lost you, the... Yeah, the... I, I didn't feel that... So, the, the, you know, look, the heightened version of this type of movie, the absolute heightened version of this, is something like Get Out, where there is a, a, a mystery within uh, in order to be solved, and there is a deeper um, storyline going on that we don't know about that will involve peril for our hero. Um, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, like, uh, did essentially what this film does probably 30 or 40 years ago, but with uh, a a sort of um, a greater sense of shock. I was not particularly shocked or um, uh, compelled by the way in which people started getting dispatched by by the second half of the film. And then eventually... Oh, oh, you weren't into the murders? No. I I didn't think the murders... And like... (laughs) I didn't think the murders were particularly uh, interesting. Um, you know, like uh, eventually when we kind of realize what is going on in this house, you know, like it, it's sort of it is what it is. I actually kind of appreciated that the murders weren't like the focal point, to be perfectly honest. Like it made it made it much clearer to me that like what the movie like the point of the movie was not the murders. The point of the movie was like. Well, a couple different things we'll get into sort of as we get into spoilers. Might like, as well get into them now. Like what, what was the point of the movie? Well, I mean, there's a few. I mean, there's a few different things we've talked about. Like, um, you know, it's it the, the scarier things to me, for instance, are these psychological horrors of like sort of what drives, uh, you know, the, particularly this elderly couple who you're not quite sure if it's just like the the wife who gets confused or the husband or whatever. And it turns out, spoiler alert, even though we're only 19 minutes in, that it's both of them. Right. Um, uh, the the loss of sort of um, either. Uh, the ability to or the want based on uh, safety of your circulatory system to have sex. Uh, the the I, I did um, enjoy that one of the one of the villain's greatest um, yeah uh, greatest foils was she just really wanted some dick. I just kind of I kind of love that. And he couldn't do <laughs> it because he it. was worried he would die. <laughs> yeah. And lo and behold, um, so so uh, also <laughs> side note. I don't know how old they're supposed to be. They're pretty decrepit. They're pretty decrepit like, in the film. But I, yeah. I look, I love Mia Goth's performance here in terms of playing both the elderly version and the young version. Yeah. Um, I think that's very clever. Um, but I I don't know about you, but I, there's some, I mean, there's, there's hints at which we realize that this character, Pearl, the older woman, uh, and the, her husband, Walter, I can't remember his name. Um, uh, Howard? Howard, perhaps, yeah. Uh, ha, was ha, Had done this before. They had kidnapped someone. We go into the basement as another character is uh, trapped in the basement, and we realize that they have uh, kidnapped someone before. Uh, to what nefarious means, I'm not entirely sure, but, yeah. uh, but uh, you know, have done it before. And then, but then... The, 
And, you know, on the one hand, I can appreciate that they're, they're what I kind of like in the same way that Scream did this, in a sense, is that there is that the murders are kind of just bumbling through this. There's no like yes. grandmaster plan to this. They're not like they're not like uh, career criminals who have like, foil, you know, like hatched these amazing plans. Literally, they're just pushing people into their deaths. They the don't have supernatural powers. <laughs> they they're slow as fuck. Yeah. Guns knock them over. Yeah. Like there's 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 a joy <laughs> To the ability of these two old people and they're, to and they're fuck degre- up all these and they're young people. Really old, like they're yeah. they're barely standing up, but they dispatch a group of like young people um, very efficiently, uh, which I really <laughs> there is a part of me that enjoyed that dynamic to it. Um, but I uh, look and and uh, I think perhaps the biggest. Um, revelation of this film is that uh, Ty West shot uh, a prequel uh, alongside the actual film uh, called Pearl, which is set in 1918 um, and he's completed production of it and will be released uh, shortly. Really? Yeah, yeah. So uh, American audiences who saw this in the theater also got to see a trailer for Pearl. Um, Oh, that's so dope. Yeah. And I I was like, okay, cool. So there's a mythology here that I am I'm kind of interested in but I think the the actual um dynamics at play of what was happening within the film again I I will say I felt kind of underwhelmed for it and it it does lean into like Martin Henderson's death for example uh was pretty <laughs> comically bad like it was sort of like you you just get into that moment where you're like just put some shoes on dude um you know and but also but also like that's what i want out of these movies right like right. like that it, like it's I, it's playing into my desire and i feel like the audience desire and expectation for like goofy shit i, I could buy that if the first half wasn't goofy oh the, the first half, half sorry 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 I, let me apologize if the first half was more goofy i thought the first half was actually pretty clever and interesting and and set up some really um interesting dynamics between the characters but then they were all kind of goofy (laughs) i i actually i you know like i thought they could be interesting and goofy i i thought uh henderson's you you know you had uh the uh, rj character who was trying to make a serious film but with you know was like essentially making porn and you know like uh but then his girlfriend wants to get into get into the action once she once she's kind of seen what they've done at first she's kind of hesitant about it but decides she wants to get to it. and this and this creates this sort of like unusual moral quandary for rj who's like being very blasé about like hey yeah we're just making porn it's fine we can totally do this but once she once someone he knows wants to get involved he is suddenly upset about this um and i think that was actually painting sort of a really interesting picture and 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 mm-hmm. martin henderson's character says something interesting to him which is like look man you just you're gonna have to grow up this is kind of how the world works and and i think that i actually really set up this sort of Again, interestingly observed character dynamic. And then alongside that sort of the idea that there is this person uh, for whom uh, age has, has, you know, like age is not no longer on his side. And we're seeing her having to like navigate the fact that there are young people for whom she wants to still be a part of. I thought that was all pretty interesting stuff. And then but then once like, you know, <laughs> Martin Henderson steps on a nail and then gets stabbed in the eye. I was kind of like, okay, cool. Um, and, you know, RJ gets dispatched with it, you know, like by, by being stabbed in the neck a thousand times. I'm like, ah, okay, cool. I guess, I guess the thing, the thing about we, it for me is I never, I, that, that never bothered me. The tone definitely does warble, I would say. Uh, and I, I think it's because I was expecting the entire movie to be like that. And then it, the movie sort of peppers in these sort of moments of like actual introspection of either the characters or making you question sort of like your your own sort of morality in a situation. You know, like all this stuff like that, that, the, that a horror movie of this, and again, I say supposed or expected ilk, doesn't always do. There's normally like one thing a horror movie is trying to say, mm. uh, if 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 you know, going beyond just the pale of its uh, genre, and and this I feel like when every time like again I go back to the song and I was like, huh, yeah, and and I and I think I'm agreeing with you there, which is like I thought that was actually a really genuinely great and surprising and compelling moment on the film uh, yeah. in the film yeah i was actually you know i was really s- struck by that moment uh i what i'm saying is that once characters started getting dispatched um and you know in sort of uh in ways and i guess perhaps the revelation that the, on the one hand i i i enjoyed the idea that these were just two 
<laughs> old people who are like stumbling, like who had no grand master plan, but who just yep. stumbled into yep. like murdering these people. Right. Um, I, I kind of like that idea. But it, it, in terms of like being compelling beyond that, like I again, I, I sort of think about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, and, and in the way in which where I was like, what is this family that lives in this house? And like, what right. is, you know, like where, where I'm sort of interested in like, how does this actually work? And I think you're maybe I might be guessing or pushing forward. I think you're just missing the gimmick. Like I'm not, you're not like you're not seeing it. I think you're actively you want more. Like Leatherface is a gimmick. Like the family, sure, but like Leatherface is the reason why we remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. Like like these 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 sort of. Larger than life characters, uh, Jason Voorhees, Michael Myers, and again they all get into their own like. I think what, mythos and, I, and, I get and what you're supernatural saying. power set. I, I get what you're saying. Uh, the thing that I remember the most about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the dinner table scene where the mm. entire family is at play, and we realize that there is. Uh, this sort of generational inbreeding that has created this like warped vision of a family that mm. is now you know and at the front of it okay. is Leatherface. Well, uh, I guess I mean I so, guess and, that's and still that's gimmick too. I suppose at, at the end of this film, there's this kind of like oh, there was these two old people, and I'm not exactly sure what they were doing, but it was like you know like she just needed some D. Um, and, and, I, and I like on the one hand, I appreciate how like goofy that is but on the other hand i felt underwhelmed by it you know so here's the thing i don't think to put it as smoothly as you did her just wanting some d uh i don't think that was actually um that in particular is not played for laughs Hmm. like that in particular is not goofy that is um again something that's um dark and sad and 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 sort of holds up a mirror to the act of aging that we will all kind of go through which is again it's like it, it by no means uh what's the word i'm looking for you never like start feeling like oh yeah i see why she's doing all this <laughs> of course not she's a fucking psychopath but like you start to sort of hold up a mirror to yourself and be like yeah i mean whether it's sex or literally any physical activity or mental activity that you really enjoy doing guess what motherfuckers you're not going to be able to do that forever and you're probably if you're lucky enough or some would say i should say you're going to get old enough to realize you can't do those things anymore that's fucking terrifying and just sort of and then sort of like the mental i, I don't want to say uh uh torment or anguish of like then seeing like all the other human beings doing the things that you used to do that you love that you wish you could do that you no longer can uh is incredibly sad and scary and it's like it's 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 a scary in its own sort of mortality tale hmm. to it like it's it's an additional layer to the hacker slasher nonsense of the old people so like i never took that her like her motivation or the or the family's motivation um as part of the goofiness I actually that that was one of the more sobering, somber, dark shits that this movie does. Uh, the rest of it, I, I 100% full on, full on goof-tastic. Yeah, now, the goofiest, of course, is Martin. And like the second I saw the three holes in the barn, yeah, it's like <laughs> I was like, oh, it's a pitchfork. Yeah, it's, it's a, a fucking it's pitchfork. pitchfork. It's gonna be a fucking pitchfork. Yeah, and then he, and then he's dispatched by a pitchfork, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. And and then you know, like, uh, uh, is it? Um, oh, the car- the actor's name, Brittany, Brittany Snow. Brittany Snow. Uh, you know, when Bobby Lynn. Uh, when she's uh, you know, uh, dispatched into the uh, into the water with the alligator that we've seen before, it, you know, you're just kind of like, okay, cool. And what a cool scene though, when uh, Mia Goth exactly the, the, is the in scene the- before where where she. Is uh, where Mia Goth's character is almost stalked by the alligator. Oh, it is Amazing. stalked. Almost Amazing. Gets really, gone. really beautifully executed, really, really beautifully told, suspenseful. You know, again, it's that thing where I was watching, I was going, man, he's good. At, he, He's like, it, it, I, I think the phrase would be slow burn, but I, I, you know, he's just really smart. Well, they butter up that alligator quite a bit. You see the alligator a few times, and I liked it. Yeah. Um, Something I'm not sure I did like mm. is the the triple. I don't know what to call it. The the editing technique that was used the multiple triple, times. The yeah, the triple quick cut. Hmm. It, it's almost like I liked. It, it was kind of like two flavors of a thing. I'm trying to break this down, and I'm sorry if I'm not going to make a ton of sense, and I'll I'll probably backtrack a bit. But like, you know, cutting back and forth in succession to different things that have similar meanings or visual takes or, you know, that sort of thing. That's very interesting. And also, of course, quick cuts, you know, when used um, 
interestingly, can be very effective. For whatever reason, I was very distracted by the the speed at which this particular um, technique was implemented, and it was obviously a choice specifically because you see it happen like five or six times. Mm. And 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 the. Uh, the interesting part was, I think during the song, again, I keep going back to it, the intercutting that they did was like slower and more methodical. And like maybe I just like latched onto that more. There's a split I, screen in that, se- in that sequence. It gets there, but there's like a move to it. Yeah, and yeah. there's like, like you know, like this, I don't know, like to, to sh- doing the thing it's trying to do, showing things at the same time that have a similar meaning or, or vibe, et cetera. I found that method was much more effective to me. I was, I was more thrown out of the movie on these quick triple cuts because mm. I was like, oh, there's a, that's a, like, and, and I'm not even saying it's bad. It's just, it, it's, I, it's one of those things I latched on. I was like, editing choice. Yeah. And then yeah. I'm out of the story and I get back into it. But every time it happened, my brain just goes editing choice. Like right. it's not, it's not it, stylistically it, it's a, intrinsic to the narrative. And in fact, what it does, like for me, what it did was that it, uh, it um, disorientated me for a second. Yeah, uh, which maybe that's also the yeah, point. But and it, and it happens, you know, when scenes are, you know, like when big scene changes are happening, they would sort of do this, uh, essentially uh, three, three one second cuts of the of the scene that's about to follow on top of the scene that is currently happening. So you get yeah. the sort of like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and scene. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, look, uh, I agree with you, which is that uh, stylistically it doesn't work as well as, for example, the split screen, uh, which is far more natural to what is happening on screen at that point. But I I enjoyed the idea that um, it, w- it I, I liked being disorientated and I, I liked that the film would kind of do that. Um, uh, yeah. And I, I, I think the thing for me is that the in a weird way. Though it is not as problematic as as sometimes as I sort of accuse the Marvel movies of doing, which is like teasing a bit of story in another movie, I'm sort of interested in this idea that there is a companion piece to this movie that explains how Pearl became Pearl uh, in a in a sort of broader way. And part, but part of me goes, I kind of wish that was part of what the film I actually saw, as opposed to, you know, like. As opposed to like needing to see another film, but but I'm, you know, this is not uh, this is not an <laughs> this is not an IP that is going to make perpetual films. This is a, sort of an interesting uh, story that that Ty West has generated him, himself entirely and created himself with new characters. So I'm like, okay, cool. I am curious to see that, and I like the idea that they shot that back to back, and they are entirely in different time zones and what have you. And I, I think maybe my my ideal experience of this story would have been to see both those films back to back um, to, to sort of get a full appreciation for what is, you know, like the, the grander mythology at play. here. Even if it's not grand, it's just an interesting story about how Pearl became Pearl. Um, I mean, I think I got enough. Like, here's the thing. When I when you told me that, I was like, oh, that's neat. Like, that seems very fun. Mm. But like, I don't I'm not like clamoring for it. Well, I what I like, like about it is that Mia Goth is going to play the young Pearl. Um, so I like Great. that. And that makes total sense. Yeah. Like, and that is interesting. And I like a, that idea from a that, perspective. That, yeah, this actor. But I get, will play I get those enough versions. Like, I don't think the character of Pearl uh, is so deep in this thing that I need a whole movie to explain how she got there. Like, it's pretty clear how maybe, she got there. Well, I don't know. There like, could be an interesting story there. I, I oh, you, I, you I, like, I don't listen, know what that you story can make is. an interesting story. You yeah. can make an interesting story out of almost anything, right? But like, I, I'm I'm saying. I, when when watching this, I was never like, "Ooh, I wonder what young Pearl was like." Like so, that, so, it so never, see, that's it never presents. That's interesting. It because, never presents that to me because like, I have exactly the same reaction, and that to me was the underwhelming part. Which is that in, for example, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. When I watch that film, I go, "Holy shit!" There is an entire world to this family that is like so big and I don't understand it and it's terrifying me and it's like really doesn't make sense to me. Um, and it, but, but, you know, I believe that it exists and it's, it's sort of like, Oh my God, what have these people stumbled into? Uh, in this case, I, when they, st- when we stumble into Pearl's world, I'm kind of like, okay, that's cool. You know, like she's this old woman that has, you know, lost her youth and vigor and sees these young people who have got their youth and vigor and that makes her, you know, crazy. 
Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. But, I, you know, I, I, I 100% agree with you. And that's the part that I find underwhelming. And I'm like, if there was a maybe more story to that, and perhaps this will be in the other film, then maybe I would not be as underwhelmed by that. Um, I mean, I guess, like, I, I, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to figure out why I don't care. Like, right. why I don't think it's the, like... It's but fine. I, I, like, I, I get that this is a film where we're supposed to just dispatch these kids, but I'm saying the first half of the movie... No, 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 no. The no, first half I, of the movie was kind of interesting. And the second it half is of not, the movie was, It is not just a movie where they're just going to dispatch these kids. There's a deep-seated commentary on 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 honestly terrifying mortal concepts in this movie that goes beyond the slasher Mortal movie. Kombat? Where I wish. <laughs> yeah, imagine um, if she... If Pearl became a character in Mortal Kombat 12. Sure, why not? <laughs> um, the... I, I think... Pearl, as presented, does exactly what, like, does the perfect amount of lifting for what the film wants to say. And I think that's why I'm like, oh, well, I'm not terribly interested in the uh, expansion to this because I feel like they did it. Like, and maybe I'm wrong, but it feels like the fears that they wanted to instill in the audience that are even above and beyond a normal slasher film of this variety were achieved. Like, whereas in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and again, this is all me, this is all, you know, relative, whereas in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I feel like they were more concerned with the mythology, I'll use this term very lightly, the mythology of the family and Leatherface, where that was more of the point as opposed to the existential dread of X, Y, or Z real more, like, uh, like uh, mortal coil shit. So, like, th this one, like, it's funny. I don't think... Pearl, the character, is the interesting thing. Pearl, the avatar for aging, dementia, sadness, loss, like, that's interesting. Does that make sense? So, like, the, like I don't need, I get that she's the totem for this, so I'm like, I'm personally not interested. Or, uh, and, and again, they can make an interesting story out of anything. Like, maybe we'll learn some really interesting stuff. But I, but the stuff we learn, I don't think is going to be like, I'm not going to be like, Oh, I understand Pearl so much better. Like, I, I don't. Does that make sense? Like, I, I, I think the 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 distinction there is that you you found all you needed to get out of the story from Pearl being an older woman who sees that there are younger people around her, and that makes her. Do Pearl the is a she vehicle does. to me more than a character. Right. That's not to say you and couldn't I, make and, and the I, character interesting, yeah. but the movie didn't do that, and therefore I'm not interested in more of that. And I guess what I, I think what I'm trying to say is that Pearl being basically that's the story, which is that she is this older woman who um, has lost her youth and vigor and is now, you know, and using that anger and fear at to, you know, um, slowly to, kill people to, to slowly kill people with pitchforks. Uh, I find that kind of just like okay, cool. Whereas I'm like maybe there's more of a story here, or there's something more interesting to this story. Um, and again, in my brain, uh, I I think about you know um, it is obviously a way way different type of movie. But you know, like when we realize and get out what those characters are doing there, it opens up the door to a bigger story that makes you think a little bit more about what has happened. And I, and I'm just saying here, in this case, just some murders. And, and in get out, get out, they present that film to you like they want to do that. In this movie, they don't. Yeah. That's not to say they couldn't and that's not to say that it might not be more interesting. Yeah. But they don't. So and, I I guess I'm just sort of accepting it at 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 what I am presented as face value, because I did, and I, I'll, I'll use the term face value, not as sort of derogatory, there is value on the face. Right. Like, I think that th this movie, um, for me, did a lot of sort of, I don't know, I thought about this more movie more after the fact than I do most slasher films. Like, I, 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 I latched on to the, the two things I latched on to were perceived morality and uh, the consequences of aging. Um, and we've talked a lot sort of about the consequences of aging, but the perceived, uh, perceived morality is super interesting. We are set up in this movie to be like, look at these dumb kids going to make a porno movie. Oh, wait, we kind of like them and they're funny. Ha ha ha. Okay. Well, I hope they don't die, but like they kind of set them up as sort of like, I don't know how, what the right term would be. I guess I'll say it's like, like derpy, like. Like, just sort of like, whatever. But then, after you have, like, moments with them, you've seen them do porn, you've seen them sort of make part of the movie, and then when they're all sitting around in that circle, they become more than the caricatures of themselves. Like, I truly believe that Wayne and, uh, 
Bobby Lynn actually have like a real, I'm not sorry, um, uh, sorry, Wayne and uh, Maxine actually do have like a, whether or not it's going to last, but like a, a good relationship. I feel like even Bobby Lynn and Jackson, uh, even though they're kind of on again, off again, like know where they are. They're in a good place. They're honest with one another. Like it, it, it feels like like real people living uh, through a, a, a section of life that I am not familiar with. And then, of course, when uh, L- uh, Lorraine um, says that she wants to be in the movie and RJ reacts, like, that's, yeah, that's another sort of thing where it's like, oh, yeah, like, shit, like, RJ, again, as I will even say, as sort of, like, filmmakers or creators or directors who think they got it all figured out and they're just going to, like, be the thing and da-da-da. And the second that, like anything sort of affects you in a way that you didn't expect, like it sort of throws into question your whole morality based on yeah. what you are doing. And, so I, like, and I think that stuff is, like I said, is really interesting. And yeah. it's like, and it's, and it's, it's compelling. And, and there's, you know, I'm interested to see where the film goes with that. But at that point, you know, people start getting dispatched and it's like, okay, cool. Um, I, I think there's an interesting, uh, you know, maybe perhaps one of the most telling things here is that, there would be perhaps an interesting. Uh, there is a confrontation between Mia Goth, uh, you know, between Mia Goth's character as a young woman and this older version of herself, which you know, ostensibly by the fact that she's being played by the same actress, uh, suggests that there is a a binary between these two characters at least, and you know, they they share in some way the same narrative DNA and trajectory, and. Perhaps maybe one of the most telling things is that one of the sort of final act reveals about where Mia Goth's character has come from just doesn't do much um, in terms of oh the the preacher yeah, thing yeah like it's yeah, who gives of, a you, shit it, it doesn't like enrich the experience of like hey okay now what does that do to how we understand you know like the conflict of these two characters as it exists in the film like what does that reveal about us in the end. Mia drives, you know, like Mia drives away, snorts cocaine and says, I want the life, you know, uh, no less the life than I deserve. And part of me watches that and goes, she is possibly going to have the same life as the character that she has just killed. Um, Maybe, maybe that's what we're sort of getting at here. I'm not entirely sure. And then the reveal that she is uh, uh, a runaway from uh, a Christian, uh, a Christian evangelist uh, for whom the other characters listen to doesn't really, you know, enrich in that experience more or, or to tell me anything more about it that I that I sort of go. That felt to me like the preacher was like either a, a bigger character in an earlier draft or in some cut stuff. Maybe in like another a, film that preacher is that preacher is a bigger character. Maybe. Who, Maybe. Who, but but you know what I'm saying in terms of like that feeling of being underwhelmed by the sort of. Um, the the narrative idea of uh, losing one's youth and vigor and what does that mean and and what is the cycle of life that these two that these characters will go upon and what is the, what does the film tell us about those two things or you know like try to say about those things I'm like you know ultimately I I kind of felt that it was more just a sort of uh, fun way to dispatch these characters and and that's fine but again the first half of the movie was quite interesting and compelling to me I just felt underwhelmed by the second half of the movie and maybe maybe the pearl mythology will will help that along once we get I don't the, think it will yeah I once think we if, get they, if you didn't if you didn't get something if you didn't get the full experience out of this one I, I don't think uh, any amount of pearling from a similar team will kind of get you to do the same who knows uh, who knows I again this is my first experience with the Thai West movie and I and I will say Watching the way in which Ty West sits up sequences in the beginning, particularly the alligator sequence that we mentioned before, um, and and you know again the sort of character dynamics that he sits up, I actually really liked all these characters right from the get go. Um, I think there is a sort of like really uh, well captured spirit of uh, camaraderie about the making of a porno film, where it's like you know these guys are at the it's 1979, it's at the precipice I think of when. Uh, films like Debbie Does Dallas and um, what was the other one? Uh, fuck uh, the movie that uh, Deep Inside uh, uh, Deep Throat Deep Throat. 
you know, these movies were like uh, sweeping the nation in terms of like a new cultural uh, for uh, understanding of sex and sexuality. And these people were at the for are at the forefront of it. And home and, video market. And and you know, they're saying we can make things that people want to see. And you know, like we're going to make so much money because we are actually giving the people what they want. Um, and I think you know, there's a real uh, uh, Ty West even talks about this as a direct line between the fringes of movie making uh, on one end is horror and pornography. You know, those yeah. are the two extremities where where stories that that uh, could be propulsive are told, or stories at the edge are told. And I think all of that is really interesting. There's a really well captured sense of that. But you know, and a, the hand of a filmmaker who both cares about that and and thinks and, and has something interesting to say in representing that. And you know, but again, once. You know, it, once Martin Henderson steps on a nail and like gets his eyes stabbed out, I'm like, okay, cool. Um, you know, uh, even even Kid Cudi's character, um, who is you know once a marine, always a marine, who kind of circles around. I, I you know, eventually he just he gets shot by a shotgun, and and that's kind of that. It, it just you know, it is it, like okay. Cool. I guess. I don't know. I, did, I, did, I honestly didn't think the killing was the point, and therefore the lackluster kills didn't particularly bother me. It's, it's not the lackluster um, kills. It's whether the kills, uh, whether the the kills and the story builds up to something that is that 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 says something about that. Uh, I think the interesting thing is, and why you might be feeling disappointed in it, is that the pearl the pearl character and the or the Howard character or their sort of relationship is the point, mm. and it's weird. Because they're the villains that will be dispatched. And I kind of, I kind of like that idea that they will be. But and I kind of like that they have six. I think that's cool. I think it's a cool, sure. cool moment in the film. Yeah. Um. um it's funny th- that moment. That moment is like <clears throat> all sorts of just like <laughs> odd and disturbing, but also like not in a way. And then like w- the, the oddest part to me was the that moment. When she's under, when uh, when uh, Maxine is under the bed, mm-hmm. like it's that classic horror moment, right? Yeah. Like it's that the monster is right above you, and like you have to be real quiet, and it might be distracted, and da 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 da. But the thing is, the one part that kind of didn't make sense to me is that like these two people, these two super elderly folks that are having sex, they're not like quick. You could get out and kill them both, like well, very okay. easily. Here's here's an interesting thing that I actually thought about in the ending, yeah. um, which is that when Mia's what is Mia's character's name, by the way? Sorry, I, I should know. This. Uh, Maxine. When Maxine kills the the older woman and leaves, she doesn't. Well, she does. She drives over her skull. Right? Oh, oh, sure, sure, <laughs> yeah. sure. Sorry, I, I was thinking of the the shotgun blast knocking the old woman on her on her ass. Yeah, yeah. But then she she drives over her head with a yeah. with a truck and drives away. Yep. She at this point, that character doesn't actually know what's happened to Kid Cudi's character or uh, the Britney Britney Snow character. Right? She has no idea what's happened to them. Oh no! So no, so no. she and and does she even know where her boyfriend's character is at that point? No, no. She no. just leaves. Right? She's yeah. just like, and it's weird because she's like. This is the end. Like, like the film is kind of like saying, "I am making a stand here, and this is my ending." But she actually doesn't know what's happened to any other character other than uh, RJ and the uh, and the and the uh, the other woman, uh, the sound operator. Right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like again, I, I kind of I, I feel like the movie is supposed to be a confrontation between those two characters, and in some way, you know, like this thing. But she just got. She just kind I of don't think her as the final girl is the point. Yeah. I honestly think I honestly think it's Pearl and Howard. I think that's really it. And it's weird because obviously but, but we ha- that Howard just kind of has group. a heart attack and dies, right? Sure. I'm just saying the concepts that yeah. they bring forth to the table. Yeah. I think I think the the young characters bring forth stuff up until that moment in the um in for the sing along. Um yeah. where they actually it's funny. Like there's weird like heartfelt hope that not like that their kind of lifestyle or the things that they are into, yeah, like again. with home with home video, will like normalize it, and, and then they're and like, they oh yeah, well, God bless healthy... the perverts; they've paid the bills. Yeah. But like now, they're like, oh, like let's get everyone in on this because everyone likes this stuff. So like, what maybe this will normalize? This it. is a healthy like, six forward film, and I, I was yeah. like, you know, and and it's not a it's 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 certainly not a film that like demonizes. Although although admittedly, 
Uh, all the characters that have sex die except for one. I get, I, you know, I think it's, it, it, like I say, I, I kind of hope. But the monsters have sex and the monsters die. Fair like, enough. Like, I, I don't think, I don't think the trope of you have sex and die it's, is actually present in this movie. No, it, it feels very 6 forward in a good way. Uh, yeah. and, and like those characters having that conversation where they're like, you know what? Uh, black, white, women, men, it's all, what does she say? It's all. Gay, straight. You know, yeah. It's, it's, what what like, is the phrase Brittany says at some point? It's uh, it's all honey or something like that. I can't yeah, remember the I exact words. It was like, yeah, great. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I, I feel like I'm harping on on this, but I just kind of felt like, but after we, after we lit in that, and then, you know, it was just a series of dispatches. I was kind of like, oh, okay, cool. I almost felt like the point, the, 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 the baton of the point of the movie was passed on after that scene. Right. Like, um, which again, I think is fine. Yeah. Um, and, and I don't want to, um, let, let's put it this way. I feel like I've been, I've been, uh, very, very positive on this movie. And I think it's, if you like horror movies, especially with ones to say, I think you'll enjoy this one. Um, this is one of those films where I think its success is in its concepts. Like, it's made well. Like, I didn't have any real issues other than that sort of editing choice. I, I, um, so I would go the other way, which is I think its successes are in its execution. Less in its concepts, but more in its execution. I mean, I think you are you have to be uh, skilled enough in execution to get concepts across. Um, but I think I'm more interested in the concepts than the execution. Hmm. Because I think the execution is fairly... It's it's very competent and good, except again that one tiny editing choice that I just don't you know vibe with. Um, it's it's the it's the story and what I think it's trying to tell. I mean, of course, the execution is what is getting across that, and also <laughs> what is, what is informing what the filmmakers believe is important. Yeah, <laughs> but but like I think they do an adequate job in doing that. I think what's elevated for me is sort of the points that the movie is trying to make. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which is where, which is again, uh, I think where I'm, I'm kind of feeling a little underwhelmed by it. But again, uh, you know, look, Ty West, um, uh, I'm there. I'm happy to, I'm happy to put down dollars where they, where, for what he has to, uh, what he has to show me because I enjoy yeah, that. Yeah. We had to rent it for $20 hairs. And uh, I, and I not, wasn't mad at that. Yeah, I do not, I do not, uh, see, I, you know, uh, uh uh, movies can be two things at once, and uh, there is a nuance to the conversation, which is that I was underwhelmed by this, but I also would recommend this, and I also <laughs> do think that this movie has value, and I don't feel bad about my twenty dollars spent on this movie. In fact, I'm very happy to have given my twenty dollars to this movie, um, mm-hmm. and I think there was an interesting, it was an interesting experience uh, to watch this movie. Um, yeah, s- so slightly different, slightly different um, vibe, or or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Slightly, I mean, weirdly, slightly different point than I was expecting. Right. Um, uh, which is always nice and sort of refreshing when that happens. Um, and it seemed like everyone was having fun. <laughs> Again, I, I, yeah, okay, I know I'm talking about Martin. I, the only reason I'm talking about Martin Henderson a lot is that whenever I, I listen to interviews about this film or people talking about this film, they just, they, often they're always talking about Mia Goth, and I'm just like, my New Zealand guys in there. You gotta, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta celebrate. I just think he's so, um, he's kind like he has this Matthew McConaughey vibe in this movie mm-hmm. that really lands for me. Where I think he's kind of like this sort of uh, goofy Matthew McConaughey is kind of Texan, um, but but incredibly endearing. And 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 you know, I I, I think for him. In particular, I think he's like he's always been at the precipice of having a big career. Like you know, his big breakout in Hollywood um, was the remake of Ring. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, the remake of Ring for Gore, yep. for Gore Bavinsky, and then he sort of started in this disastrous uh, movie called Torque, which was supposed to be kind of a predecessor to oh, the Fast yeah. and the Furious, but really didn't go anywhere. And then he, you know, he had his moment uh, in the Britney Spears Toxic video as well. Um, and he, you know, he's done a lot of TV, and he's very experienced. I just think he's a really he's aged really well and is really charming and I was like I really want to see this actor like have this breakthrough moment uh, because I think he's really good it's funny I think the reason why he his character and honestly every character with the exception of maybe Mia for me right uh, or Maxine um, is the fact that they are all very double sided they're all goofy like let's look at Wayne let's look at Martin Henderson's character right like it's he's like the classic sort of like, all right, all right, all right, yeah, yeah. porn producer, yeah. right, from Texas or whatever, okay? But he's nice but, as well. But, like, but, like, we see him making but he's sandwiches. Not, but he's nice. Well, and this is the thing. It's showing what precon—how preconce- false preconceptions can be, right? Yeah. Not only is he nice, but he also is not ashamed of his lifestyle. Yeah. <laughs> he is also 
tries to, in my opinion, help RJ out when RJ is uncomfortable with Lorraine wanting to be in the movie. Uh, and, and you can read that one of two ways. Did he just want another girl in the movie or was he trying to be, or it's probably both to be perfectly honest, right? He's like, listen, man, she's going to do this no matter what, what yeah. side of this do you want to be? Like he's actively trying to help him. Yeah. He's got, he's and got like, a, that's really nice. Isn't unreasonable. And he's not, he's not entirely trying to manipulate him. Uh, Kid Cudi as uh, Jackson, who's the the huge, huge, huge dicked porn star, <laughs> yeah. right? Once a like, Marine, always a Marine. But like, but here's the thing, like. He's also kind. He's a Marine. He has these things. He goes to help. Like, I don't know. Like, it's very that sort of thing. Even um, the way that um, Lorraine is painted as this, I mean, they nicknamed her like Church Mouse because she was like looking on judgy and da 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 da. And she has a growth moment where she wants to sort of live her life. Yeah. Brittany Snow's character starts singing uh, the song and, and talking about the morality quandaries of what they do. Like, it's all. Fucking that, crazy that's, interesting. Like I said, that first half, I was really into these characters, and I really liked what the film was was putting down yeah. here. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, 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 that's the thing. Movie can be a movie can be two things at once. You can like it, but also point out its flaws. Sure. Uh, and this is one of those cases where, uh, you know, I was I was happy to spend twenty dollars for this experience. Um, yeah. Indeed. Uh, unlike no, I didn't have to pay for Spider Man No Way Home. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> cool uh, this has been the only podcast about the film X X um, gonna to give hear it to you. when you are not quoting songs that used to get us into trouble for copyright infringement where can folks find you you can find me uh, oh I, I was gonna like what are the song lyrics I could quote at this moment in order to get us in what, who is the most litigious uh, artist that we could quote at this moment oh I don't know uh, is it the Michael Jackson estate I don't know. If you're looking at the man in the mirror, you can go to my website at www.shahirdaud.com. That's S-H-A-H-I-R-D-A-U-D.com. Matt, when you are not uh, wondering about the strength of your knees as you watch another horror movie, uh, where can people find you? You can find me staring blankly into the uh, dark unforgiving void of time over at my website m-a-t-t-h-e-w-k-r-o-l.com for my life and works also Skeletor the number four p-r-e-z on Instagram and of course Emperor MSK on Twitter um, please also check out the good works we are doing at Extra Credits next week by the time this comes out oh man we're going to be, uh, uh, one of our writers, Eddie Webb, on the Extra Credit Show on the gaming show. Uh, actually, this will be an interesting conversation for us to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a whole rant that we turned into an episode. And his rant is on how he thinks canon, like the concept of canon in stories, mm-hmm. is dumb. Okay. Uh, I don't agree with everything, and we have a back and forth in the episode, but it's like, it's very, very interesting about where the concept of canon comes from and why we talk about these things and like canonicals, what's, what's story his, bibles, uh, etc. What's his prime example that. Uh... I mean, the prime example is this all comes from Sherlock Holmes fiction. Mm hmm. Basically, and, and the Sherlockians or the Holmesians, depending on if you're in Europe or uh, the United States, trying to uh, do, do the great game, right? Yeah. Like like pretending to try to put Watson as a real person and, and like it's real crimes, etc. Then that helped sort of fuel what was at the time that these were being written. The superstar writer was a new concept. Mm-hmm. So the idea of like, oh, well, this person telling a story that's 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 true and you have to follow that but this version is not like uh, Sherlock versus Dracula or like whatever like it's just like this weird sort of thing and then someone wrote uh, I can't remember the um the essayist's name back then but they wrote basically a thing uh, like jokingly equating it to because the person was a, a scholar of also um, religion and so like canon- canonical things in the church right like how gospels and you know that sort of thing it is canon and then he started putting Sherlock stuff as canon and then the weight of that sort of satire got lost as satire and now everyone likes to talk about canon and not canon so it's it's and again I I it's a very interesting episode. Please check it out. That drops on Wednesday. It won't be out by the time this comes out, but it comes out a little bit after. And then we get into Tulip Mania, mm. our first episode, NFT, Neat Flippin' Tulips, Yeah, um, is coming out all about how in the Netherlands they went gaga for these flowers, uh, and people say it's the first, uh, the first financial bubble of the world. Spoiler alert, it's not. Um, but anyway, it's, all, it's a really interesting week coming up over at EC, so please check that stuff out. 
Well, I got nothing interesting going on. I'm going to go back to my uh, 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 hovel of isolation, which I am getting a little stir crazy right now. But uh, if this is what uh, taught me anything is uh, take your, make sure you got the vaccine, make sure you get boosted, uh, sanitize your headphones if you've been listening to me for the last uh, hour or so. And um, yeah, stay masked. Just download people. Elden Ring. You got like 200 hours. I don't. See, this is the thing. I don't have 200 hours. I have, I have uh, 10 minutes fleeting here and there. Uh, as much as I kind of uh, thought this would be a break. Download in. Flappy Bird. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Me and my son, well, I can't play with my son right now. We have not actually seen each other in a week uh, uh, physically, but uh, uh, we, we were getting into Sherlock Holmes. He went and saw Sherlock Holmes, and he wants to go see it again. So I'm eagerly, uh, sorry, Sherlock Holmes, Sonic the Hedgehog. Uh, so, Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, where'd that Freudian slip yeah. come from? Well, just... Elementary, my dear Robotnik. <laughs> Um, so, uh, I am eager to get out of quarantine so I can go see, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog part two, which he has seen. <laughs> so you can go see Sherlock, <laughs> Sherlock, Sherlock the, the Hedgehog. Hedgehog too. Sherlock the Hedgehog part two. Is COVID got brain fog? Is that part of the deal? It, I guess it, it is. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What movie were uh, we talking about? What are we doing here? What is this? No. I'm aging before, before your very ears. Do your, do right. your old person voice real quick. What's your, what's your old person what's voice? What's my old person voice? Jesus. Like I would, I could talk down here. Yeah, I could. Uh, well, it was, it was Abe Simpson. He would tell you the stories that would go nowhere. Abe no. Simpson. Yeah. No, no I, I feel like if I'm you want to be more lively, you can kind of do that. I'm an old man in a in a. No, that's not a, Abe Simpson. Abe Simpson was like, and at the time we used to peel, we used to wear an onion skin on our belts, which at the time was the fashion. No, neither neither of us are doing this. I don't know. Justice. I don't yeah. know. Well, I think we've learned one thing. We're all super young. Yeah. Uh, th- thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week, maybe with a non-streaming movie, but we don't know yet. We, we'll we'll let you know as the tests roll in. Yeah, it'll either be Sonic the Hedgehog to Northman or something that's on streaming right now. Unbearable talent, unbearable talent. Not streaming. All right, we'll talk to you all later. Bye. Bye. Bye.